Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, you'll meet a couple who took their pain and turned it into purpose, the parents behind Friends of Vale, next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, I don't know about you, but I think uh, anyone of a certain age uh, wants to find meaning with their life. They want to get up for a reason. They want to know what their legacy is. And my next couple knows exactly what their legacy is going to be. Uh, Susan and Chad Chance, they are the parents and the founders of Friends of Vale. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks Thank for, you for having, having us. us. Very cool. Let's start with you, Susan. What is Friends of Vale? Friends of Vale is a foundation that we started shortly after our nine-year-old daughter passed away in her sleep. And we just knew that she had a special spirit and she had um, an adult's mind. She knew what she wanted to do and, and we just wanted to continue her legacy and share um, her love for learning, her love for life, her love for people and encourage others to have that same you know, spirit that she had. Sure, um, Chad, after this devastating loss, did, how long did it take for you guys to come up with this idea of Friends of Vale? Well, it started um, maybe a week. You know, Jade, our oldest daughter, stayed home from school for a week and, and she was ready to go back to school. And so when we were on our way back to school, God just laid it on my heart that we needed to start this foundation. And we had no idea. We had never been through anything like this before. And so we just started piecing it together. And they, um, we had some friends that, come, that came over to our house. Our house was full of people and we um, just started talking it amongst ourselves and and one of the ladies that were that was one of our friends that helped with uh, counseling the kids she said i want to get all the friends avail together you know not veils friends but the friends avail and so it just stuck and so that was really how the name of friends avail came about so sure. well as i was doing homework for this uh this uh show i found a wonderful video you did a, an interview a couple of years ago let's go ahead and roll that Cameron Kicklider here for HGTV show coverage, and I am incredibly excited to have Susan and Chad here from Friends of Vale. You guys have such an amazing story. I've been talking to people all week long, and so I'm, I'm very excited and grateful that you're here to sit down and do this. Thank um, so Thank you for having us. Yeah. So for, for people who don't know, can you just give like a, a quick overview of what Friends of Vale is? Okay. Well, um, the background story, of course, we have two daughters, um, Jade and Vale, 
And in 2016, we came to Youth Nationals. Both girls showed they were 11 and 9. And a month after leaving the show, Vail passed away extremely unexpectedly in her sleep um, on August 31st, 2016. And it was shortly after that we had been speaking with the guidance counselor, you know, about, you know, Jade and Vale and, you know, all of the friends that Vale knew were getting together for counseling. And she kept calling it the friends of Vale. And so when we were driving Jade to school, I think one of the first days she went back after the funeral, um, Chad was really the one that said, I want to start a foundation in Vale's honor and, and I want to call it the friends of Vale. And so that's like how the conversation started because we just knew what a special kid she was. And at, you know, her funeral was full of kids. Afterwards, everyone was at our house. Like you could really, we were realizing how much impact she had on so many in her life. And it was like, we need to continue that on with her story and her spirit and her love of others. I mean, it's such a soulful story. Uh, when I started to prepare this show, I was like, I just don't cry, Jeff. <laughs> I feel the same we way. We feel the same way every time. Yeah. So uh, I want to uh, pull up your website because you have a beautifully done website. And as we scroll down the website, it just it won uh, what a beautiful picture of a veil. And um, you do so many things. I know one of your passions is childhood literacy. Let's talk about that for a couple of minutes. What, why is that such a thing for you? When the girls, when Jade was first born, my pediatrician railed it into my head that you need to read two books to her every night, even when she's an infant, when they're not paying attention. And, and he was right. That was a very precious time that both of us spent with the girls every night. You know, story time was a big, it grew from two books to five books to 10 books to, you know, we need to go to bed. Um, but that was really important to us. And we realized both girls were so ahead in reading and, and so many, um, areas of their education just because of all the reading that we did. And so I want to instill that in others that it's such precious time and it doesn't have to be an hour. We just spend a lot of time, but sharing that time with your kids and encouraging them to read really grows their minds. I mean, readers are leaders. We, we hear about that a lot. And I can tell you in my girls, situations that it really impacted their lives. Mm. We're going to talk more about your daughter's books in a minute. Uh, I want to stick with you, Chad. Let's talk about the foundation. Let's talk about the checks. And, and as we, as we talk about this, I want to uh, pull up the page on the website where you're giving away checks, because this actually goes on for miles. Uh, tell us about the, how you award the checks, uh, who are the recipients? Well, the recipients at the horse shows, um, the kids, one of the requirements is for them to compete. And so we go to the class prior to the kids showing, make sure they're in the warm up arena, and then they go into the class. And then it's really pretty simple. We literally have numbers torn off and I put them in my cap. Susie and I pray over it and we stick our hand in there and we draw them out. And, you know, because they're one through 15 or eight or however many is in the class. And we always, pick two just in case something happens. And so we, we pick the number out and it goes right to the child. And then right then we have the big checks. Susie writes their names on there. And when they're in their lineup, after they've uh, competed, before they are uh, announced winners or first, second, third, through whatever place they go to, then we walk out and the announcer says, uh, some information about our foundation, and then we award that check. And in the beginning, they were $250. 
then they went to 500 and we've been blessed with our fundraiser every year and now we're up to $1,500 and the seniors this year will get uh, 3,000. Outstanding. And the money has to be used towards some kind of educational purpose. That's correct. That's correct. It has to be used for educational purposes. And we have donors that uh, specifically donate to our foundation uh, for different shows uh, for these uh, uh, scholarships. So it's fantastic. Wow. I want to, my most uh, favorite part of the, about this segment is the books. Yes. So before we hold up the first book, uh, Susan, why don't you tell the story of your daughter's books? So Vale, I had a first grade teacher that um, inspired the kids to write and she would teach them how to make little books, cover pages, title pages, and Vale really took off. And she had told us the day before she passed, walking up from the barn, she said, Mama, I want to be an author when I grow up. And at the time I was thinking, well, okay, you know, you're nine, but um, whatever you think. And then of course she passed away that, that next day and we began um, looking through her stories for her funeral because some of the kids read some of her stories she had written at the funeral. And um, we both talked about it and I said, Chad, I wanna make this happen. Like we can make her dream come true. And so that's when we began the search for the author and then we came upon the illustrator and it all began that way. Okay, why don't you grab the first book and we'll go through the books one by one. Why don't okay. you uh, tell us what uh, the first one was about? The first one is called Bale's Tales and there were a lot of learning curves when we um, published this book, but it has four stories that were read at her funeral by her friends. Um, several of her best friends got up and read and it was super special to us. And so her teachers sat around our couch one day and selected these stories. Three of them were written when she was in first grade. So she was six or seven years old. One of them was written the week she passed. And that one's extremely special because it's called A Good Friend. Mm -hmm. And she talks about, I think she leaves us the story about how we are a good friend to others and we invite them to sit with us when they're alone and, you know, just, how to be a good friend. And so each of these stories were rewritten by the author and re-illustrated in a rhyme, which I had researched rhyming as really a great way to read Dear Children. It really sticks in their mind better. But behind each story, there is her original handwriting and her illustrations. Wow. So you can see the original inspiration of the story. That's amazing. Why don't you grab the second one? And yes, this is the second one party animal. <laughs> <laughs> What's this about? This one is actually, we realized after publishing the first book that it's more cost effective to do two stories instead of four. So this one has two stories and this one and the third book were completed during COVID because we had yes. an, an extended time. But this one, there's a story um, called the sleepy zoo. And you know, she goes to the zoo with her friends and it's like, why are the animals all sleepy? Well, come to find out they're party animals. So they're up all night partying and during the day they're exhausted and you know, there's an, an elephant laying in a hammock with roller skates and a party hat, but he's asleep, you know? So it's just a very whimsical story that includes animals that were a part of her life in it as well, which makes it fun. Okay, and you have to be impressed as you're going through your daughter's stories, you're like, wow, that's very clever. Exactly. <laughs> so. I mean, it's shocking when you think of her not being nine she was actually six and seven when she wrote, when she wrote uh -huh. these. And a lot of people think, wow, for a nine-year-old, that's great. It is, but she was younger than that. Sure. Well, we, we'll have uh, Chad do the other two. Yep. Okay. Chad, go ahead and hold them up and 
this one's called Fishing for Trouble. And uh, this one's pretty cool because um, I used to have my hair that long. So the illustrator. <laughs> we saw that, yeah. in, the, we saw so that the, in the video. So the illustrator just went through and put some great personal pictures in here. And this one we absolutely love. You know, she's just talking about, you know, and as you go through here, the crazy ocean trip, she's talking about sharks and, you know, just her imagination was unbelievable. And what I really love about it is that the author and illustrator included her stories in here. So you can see from what a seven-year-old, a six and seven-year-old's mind was and how they left her original story in here. Wow. And so it's pretty amazing. So there's two stories in this one as well. And the brand new book that we're so excited about is uh, Just Call Me Larry. And Just Call Me Larry is really one. And it's the first one that this entire book is one story. And so we're extremely excited about this. The, the, the name of the book, there is a lot of history with a friend of ours that just recently passed away, Larry Jerome, who the book is actually named after. And we went through a, a long story because Vale, this uh, heavy rat, his name was Fatso. <laughs> so it's really hard to call somebody Fatso, even though it's funny, and to put it on the cover or the, uh, you know, name a, uh, a title of a book, Fatso, the big fat rat. So we uh, changed it and uh, his name is Larry because the story takes place in Hawaii. And um, our family through Larry Jerome got to spend time in his, uh, his house in Hawaii. And it just laid the foundation for Belle and her imagination uh, for the story. And, uh, sure. and uh, Larry meets a horse and they become friends. And through a series of, of issues in their lives, uh, they become buddies and, and uh, it is a wonderful, wonderful story. Wow. And it's just, it's brand new. We really only have uh, at an auction, a benefit auction for an education foundation, we, uh, we, we uh, donated all four books and they sold and it was the first one, hard, first hardback that's uh, actually been out thus far. Sure. And the proceeds, so brand new. proceeds from the books go straight back into the nonprofit. To the foundation, yeah, yes, sir. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I can't even imagine, you know, what you've gone through these last few years and nothing heals that hole in your heart. Um, to other parents who are going through grief, um, what, what's your advice on, on how to get up every morning and, and, and find purpose? Well, the first thing, of course, that I always hang my hope on is my faith. Um, we have, we're a very strong Christian family. We knew what Vail believed in one of her stories. She told the story of the gospel of Christ. And so we have hope in that we know where she is. Um, what do you, where, where do you go from there? Um, it doesn't make it easier. You know, God doesn't promise that, you know, it's going to be easy, but he does promise to comfort us. And so for us talking about her and sharing her story is very healing. And I feel through all the studies I've done and spoken with those who have lost loved ones that they want to talk about their loved one. And, and it can be very uncomfortable for, for people around us to want to talk about her, but we're bold and we just do. And so, and certainly you know, her life and the way she lived it is, is a model. And I feel like that it is my job as her mom and Chad's job as her dad to share that with others so that kids looking, I mean, there are kids that look up to Vail that never met her. There are kids whose lives have been changed because of the way she lived. 
And so, you know, for me, it's a purpose every day to wake up and share our faith and our hope, and then also share the person that she was with others so that they can also have that hope. Sure. Chad, I know she's on your heart all the time, and you're probably having ongoing conversations with her. I imagine her in heaven right now just smiling down on this segment and saying, Mom, Dad, so proud of of what you're doing with, you know, my memory. Yeah. No doubt about it. She, she was such a blessing to me. You know, I was her bonus dad, right? And, um, you know, but she brought so much joy to my life. It was just amazing. And uh, she loved me and I loved her and unconditionally. And we were a lot alike and we had a lot of fun together. And, and she was just the sweetest, kindest human, extremely smart. You know, and, and she, uh, you know, she's in a time capsule, right? You know, she lives... Uh, she passed away when she was nine. And so she lives in that time capsule. And so we have those fond memories and her sister Jade has gone through other things in life. You know, she's grown up, gone through, you know, growing up, she's now in college and it's just really brought, uh, Jade and I closer as well. And so I'm just such a blessing to have both of those girls in my life. I just, uh, uh, just thank God every day. What would Vale think of your new hairdo? She wouldn't like it. <laughs> Jade doesn't either. <laughs> they would not approve. She would not approve. But, you know, for almost 40 years, I was in a career that I, I uh, could have any hairdo I wanted. <laughs> and I've recently changed careers and, and I had to change a little. So. Okay. All right, Susan, let's give you the final word. What, what, uh, what would you like to leave the audience with? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, as a mother, I would say, you know, we have to cherish every moment that we have on this earth with the people that we love and, and to tell them, you know, don't shy away from telling someone that you love them. And I find myself uncomfortably telling people all the time, I love you. I love you. And, you know, with Vale, I know in my heart that she knew she was loved. Um, I kissed her good night that night after reading and I have zero regrets. So my advice would be just love with no regrets. Don't let time go by or be too busy to love on each other. Wow. This may be one of my favorite shows of all time. <laughs> Thank you so much for blessing us with your story and, uh, and the memories of Vale. We're going to end with the website, which is, of course, friendsofvale.com. Uh, Chad and Susan, thanks for coming on the show. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.